The Barclays is back. Arsenal victorious at Sellers Park. Opening game of the new season. Arsenal have come away with a 2-0 victory at London rivals Crystal Palace. How good does that feel? Just last night on the preview space, we were, well, everybody was really confident. I was probably the only one who was thinking maybe a score draw. But what a tremendous performance. Clean sheet. William Saliba, the monster of a centre-back that we've got. Gabriel Jesus, immense energy. I want to hear all about it. I want to know your name, where you're calling from, what you thought of the game. Request the mic. Everybody welcome. First, I'm going to go straight to Wally, who was at the game. So, Wally, I'm just going to add you in at a speaker. Uh, if you'd be kind enough to unmute yourself and fill your boots, my friend. How was it tonight? Wally, over to you. Well, are you there? I can see you've been added as a speaker. If you unmute yourself, he's probably euphoric after the game. Well, just while he sorts himself out, if anybody's new to these spaces, we're going to have these post-match spaces as a regularity uh, going forward. So do follow Latte Firm and, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just while he sorts that out, I can see Mike the Gooner, Top Bin, Alex. Two Alexes have requested the mic. Uh, Jake, Tom, Lee, we will try and get through as many people as we can. Wally, you are a speaker. If you want to unmute your mic, you, the floor is yours to speak first. Hi, FK, you all right? Yeah, man, I'm good. How's it feeling? Yeah, good, good. I'm just uh, driving back uh, through the maze that's South London. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never understand South London. It's like the roads, are, it's like a completely different country every time I come here. You gotta turn right to go straight, or yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah, listen. Forget about South London. Let's talk about what we've just done there, man. How was it going to the first game of the season? Is it good to be back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what? It's weird, right? Like this has probably been one of the shortest gaps in football that we've had, um, but it feels like ages, you know. And it just feels really good to be back. You know, we've got a lot of new signings, so you know, I was really excited to. Uh, to see how they fare, really. So, yeah, really, really happy to be uh, to be back, of course, uh, especially after winning the oh. game, you know, it feels even better. Yeah, no, I've got to say, the away fans were in tremendous voice. We heard you guys, you know, loud and proud, uh, especially with the Vieira tribute towards the end. What did you think of the game, man? Because we went with the same team that started against Seville, same team that started against Chelsea. It was as strong as we could have gone, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, he pretty much got it all spot on, really, um, the starting lineup. Um, probably the only question was what was going to happen between um, whether he was going to pick Zinchenko or Kieran Tierney. Uh, turns out he went for t um, Zinchenko, um, who actually played very, very well. And, you know, I have to admit, you know, kind of watching him from... Uh, play at City, it was, um, I was very undecided about him because you never really get to see, you know, he plays one game, he doesn't play the next couple, you know, so it was good to, it was good to see what he's all about today and uh, very impressed, really. I, I, could, I could see why we were after a player like that. Um, yeah, very, very impressed. And talking of City players, Wally, Gabby Jesus, I mean, the guy just... He just looks like he's been there forever and he just exudes energy, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Watching him, do you know, you, I see what Pep was talking about when he says he's, he's one of the best defensive strikers. Um, and that's what, what, what he means by this, the way he kind of presses. And he, he with that pressing, he just created so many chances out of absolutely nothing. Um, very, very impressive.
Yeah, well, look, I can tell you're buzzing and obviously you're on your way home to Heathrow. Final question from me for you, man. You might not have seen on, on Sky Sports, but William Saliba was the Sky Sports Man of the Match. I don't know if it's possible or if anyone's ever won 38 Man of the Matches before in a season, but the guy looks like a Rolls Royce. Tell me about what, what it was like to see him. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? You just, I mean, being at the game, kind of watching him off the ball um, and how calm, collected he is. If I'm, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, kind of watching football for over 25, 30 years, I can't remember a player, a centre back as young as that, looking so assured, um, which is great. But I also, at the same time, want to be cautious. I don't want to kind of overhype him. You know, we need to give him the space to kind of develop and show what he's all about. Um, you know, I know kind of uh, Gary Neville said something like he reminds him of a young Rio Ferdinand and stuff. You know, I said I don't want to hype him up. Uh, too much you know he, need, he needs the space to kind of show what he's all about and just kind of do his thing really which you which he did today very very impressed Nah, you're quite right man so closing thoughts obviously driving home now satisfied Arsenal fan I don't know if you were if you were confident of, of the win before going into the game but what a way to start off the season a eh? clean sheet as well and a win at a London derby yeah I mean you know what? I was confident of the win and you know the, the way we started the game um, you know, it it was everything that you know we would have we would have wished for. Um, just kind of couple of things that still worry me: uh, the lateness in the substitutions. You know, Arteta mm. he needs to be a, a lot more quicker at making these subs. You know, he needs to know what to do in situations where you're kind of one nil up and not in control of the game. You know, because you saw that the moment Tierney Eddie came on, right, the fresh legs, the new energy, right? Okay, it. It helped in kind of getting us that second goal and closing the game out. But I just wanted to come yeah. a bit earlier. Um, the other thing I'm very worried about is Saka. You know, what he does is incredible. And I'm sorry to say, right, Pepe, he hasn't got it in his locker to do that, right? And not for 90 minutes, OK? And I'm very, very worried that we're going to burn him out. Um, what, what he does up and down that pitch, I'm, I'm just so, so worried about that at the moment. Yeah, no, you know, valid concerns, man. I mean, on, on both accounts, I would agree with you. So I've been watching this on, on television tonight because I'm, I'm, I'm away for a long weekend with the family. I know, I know, I messed up the dates. Uh, but I would uh, share the sentiment, I think, substitutions-wise. I was looking at the clock at 60, 65, thinking, Mikel, you've got to change this because Palace did get on top of us for a while. And then when, uh, when I saw Saka obviously scoring his goal, yeah, the first thing that came to mind was, when are we going to get, when are we going to give this kid some breathing time? And, and Arteta, after the game, uh, he said that look, we've got, we've still got the strategy for the window. We've got a couple of names, but obviously we can't do anything until, um, you know, outgoing sort of happens. So maybe watch this space, see if we can nab someone. Well, look, Wally, drive home safe. It's great to have you on the space, starting off so positively. Um, be in the background if, you, if you're listening all the way home and, and wave your hand furiously if you want the mic back. <laughs> but thanks for joining. Great, Th thanks very much. Oh, I've just cut Wally off there, uh, being the snake that I am. I want to go straight to Gav. Gav, welcome to the Latte Firm space. There are hundreds, thousands of you listening. Do hit follow on Latte Firm. This is going to be a regular thing. And I want to try and power through as many calls as we can tonight. Gav, floor's yours. 2-0 Arsenal. You must be excited. Yeah, mate. I told you. I told you you'd absolutely piss it, didn't I? You with your, uh, your negative attitude last night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, it, it wasn't. I mean, look. Obviously, it was comfortable in the end, 2-0, fantastic. But it wasn't as comfortable as no. maybe you might be giving giving it away here. Because Palace, they, they did have two good spells in that game. The opening sort of uh, uh, half of the second half, where they, where they really caused a lot of chaos. Uh, were you that comfortable all the way through? Absolutely not, mate. 
<laughs> it, it ain't Arsenal if they're going to make it easy on us, is it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, we we kind of lost it towards like the last 10, 15 minutes of the first half, then the second half. I mean, I think Vieira actually got his tactics correct. He was just bombing the ball up. They were just bombing the ball up to their front three as quickly as they could. And obviously Saliba. And I'll tell you one thing, I think I'm copying right in the uh, uh, Rolls-Royce, mate, because I think I was the first one to call in the Rolls-Royce. I think, we, I, think, I think I'm going to call him Saliba the Roller, mate, because he's an absolute roller. He's an absolute beast. And I thought Ben White as well. I mean, Ben White was, he's like the standing right back playing against a very, very, very tricky Zaha. And I thought he'd done, I thought he, he didn't keep him quiet, but he'd done enough to make sure that nothing was too dangerous. And with Saliba one side, Gabriel the other side, Zizenko the other side, I thought they did well, like I say, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to sort of suffer like that without conceding against a team which is just basically going back to front. You know, Palace literally did a hoofing game against us today, really, and we should have got control of the ball a lot more than we did. But 2-0, away from home, opening day, all Sky Sports, praying that we lose so they've got their agenda going. It's the perfect start, mate, isn't it? It is the perfect start. I mean, I think you're probably being a little bit harsh on Palace in terms of, you know, sort of hoofing the ball. I thought they got the ball quickly to their forwards, like you said. And I think Zaha's just that sort of player. And I was actually really impressed with how how Ben White sort of coped. William Saliba, as you said, Gav, absolutely monstrous performance at the back. So calm, so composed. Just just doesn't look out of place. And you just feel really, really relaxed. Mikel Arteta, after the game, Gav, on Sky Sports, said that... Um, oh, sorry, not Mikel Arteta. Jamie Carragher and uh, Gary Neville were asking each other about where we might sort of strengthen this summer. And they both identified central midfield as a bit of a weak spot. I think we've talked about this before, but obviously if one of Party and Jacker go, it's crucial, isn't it? Because we're then we're then sort of scraping and that could be the you know the undoing of us. I don't know because I don't know what else they could have really done today, really, because Palace just looked like they completely sort of went through the midfield. Uh, I mean, would El Nenny have done a similar job to party today, probably? Uh, and like I say, as we were talking about yesterday, the minute Ramsdale had the ball, you know, there was a player bang on party, bang up behind him, literally like a metre behind him. So mm. teams know that, you know, we're, we're going to try and play through him and they sort of cut out that option, really. Uh, but with the way Saliba and Gabriel can ping that ball about, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think that's almost to our advantage if they're leaving them to alone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, fair enough. We'll hang around in the background, Gav, just as I uh, invite a couple more sort of speakers on. I want to go to Top Bin, and then I see Wayne's in the background requested as well. So Top Bin, just as I add you into Latte Firm Space. If you're new around here, please do follow Latte Firm. Lots more of these phone-ins to come throughout the season. This is, of course, match day one, where Arsenal have gone to Palace and beaten them by two goals to nil. Top Bin, uh, welcome to the space. If you'd be kind enough to unmute yourself, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Hi, FK. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, it was an excellent first 20 minutes, and uh, I think everyone witnessed how we sort of fizzled out for the re- remainder of the first half and held on in the second. But for me, the, the Crystal Palace game from last season still freshly baked to my mind, and the big difference between that game and this game 
just the physicality and the jewels, the way we controlled our spaces. I mean, Big Willie um, at the back. I mean, I'm sure a lot of uh, people in here will wax about him. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much, but just the calmness, the size, the speed really helped us, you know, push up the pitch. Um, one that I'll, I'll two players that I'll mention that Mountain might not have uh, got a lot of or won't get a lot of attention because everyone's going to be talking about Jesus, you know, Zinchenko and Saliba is Ramsdale. I thought excellent moments, big moments, two big saves. Um, commanded his box yeah. quite well on the crosses. I know he dropped one or two, but he, the fact that he's coming out for them for me is a good sign. And I want to give it a big save at one one. Mm. Big save at one nil, wasn't it? Top oh. when Zaha played through Eze and, and Ramsdale. He actually kept, he was standing for a long time and then made a really good save close to his feet. No, absolutely. And the, his passes in the first half were also um, on point. Yeah. I know he fizzled out like the rest of the team and put us under a bit of pressure. But and then the last player I want to mention is Eddie. I mean, I know he spoke at a podcast, I think it was Touchline Fra- uh, Fracas last season, where he said it's it hard coming on in the last 10, 15 minutes where you, you're holding on to league as a striker. You know? But I thought he came on, he did his job so well, pressed Jacques Anderson. I mean, Anderson was the only player really causing us any trouble with his long balls and pressed him superbly. I don't think we saw him make another long pass after Eddie came on. And then obviously his involvement um, in uh, the second goal. So I just want to give a shout-out to Eddie because I thought he came on and, and did exactly what Arteta would have wanted, uh, wanted from him. So I'm very happy with those draws. No, you're, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, thanks a lot for joining the space. I think Eddie and Ketia came on and did nullify that. Anderson had a really good game, was spraying the ball out with ease and, of course, gets the assist for that second goal. Uh, Wayne, I want to come to you. Welcome to the Latte Firm space again, my man, and for co-hosting last night. You and I were in the same boat, not only Lemon and Herb FC at Nando's, but also... Uh, a little bit anxious coming into this game. Wayne, uh, yours, my friend. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, we didn't make it easy on ourselves, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. But what, just talk us through your feelings throughout the game, Wayne, because uh, for anybody new tonight, uh, Wayne and I were probably the more uh, pessimistic fans uh, last night. We were both expecting a little bit of trouble. But uh, how are you feeling now? No, I'm happy. I think the performance was, the best way I could put it, it was professional. I don't think you're ever going to go really to Selhurst Park and get 90 minutes of total free-flowing football, especially the way that Vieira's kind of got them set up and the signings that they've made, especially when you add to the fact first kickoff, first game of the season, um, everyone's kind of hoping for that Brentford performance against us last year because, well, we're Arsenal and, and that's what the media want. But um, we, I think the big thing is we went into Selhurst Park, we went in, top of the league and we've come out top of the league so that's 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 the big thing mentality wise that's only going to be a huge boost of confidence you said last night that Conor Gallagher was going to be a big miss for Palace because obviously he was so impressive in that game that was only just a few weeks ago um obviously he was missing do you feel uh, Palace are going to be feeling a little bit hard done by tonight because they did cause us some trouble uh, I, d- I don't think hard done by would be the right word because I think we deserved the win. We were probably the better team chance-wise anyway. They had a lot of sort of good mo- half chances, really, or just like moments of build-up and stuff like that. They didn't really, apart from the Eze chance that Ramsdale done well to save they d- and the Edward header in the first half, they didn't really create too, too much. So I think Vieira, of anything, will probably be more disappointed in his own sort of team's ability because they have a lot of possession. 
if they had a little bit more cutting edge, if they had a little bit more creativity, then they maybe could have done a little bit better. They they might be a little bit more disappointed in themselves in terms of the performance right. than feel done by anything we've done. Yeah, Mike, can I ask one question? Mike, do, do you think Palace are going to finish top 10 yeah, this year? Yeah, I do. I think they'll do it quite comfortably as well. I think they're a really, really good side. I think we're seeing a complete evolution of, of what Palace have done football-wise under Vieira in terms of what we've seen of them in the past. And I think that with maybe a couple more signings, I still worry about them as centre-forward because you think that a proper good centre-forward finishes that Eduard chance. And I know that he they spent a decent amount of money on him. I'm just not sure whether he's going to guarantee them goals. Zaha... He's a good talent. He's a he's a good player. I say talent like he's young, probably 30, 31 now. But um he's a he's a good player. But he spends most of his time wanting to argue with refs than actually concentrating on what he's good at. Um speaking of Zaha though, one thing I want to point out is I thought that Ben White was brilliant tonight. I think a lot of I think a lot of Arsenal fans yeah. are giving him a rough time because Zaha done a couple stepovers and dribbled past him a few times. Wingers are going to do that to fullbacks, especially a fullback who isn't naturally a fullback. But the main thing is that Ben White kept everything silent when it came to the crunch. Like Zaha, he might have looked good in terms of dribbling. He might have looked threatening way out wide on the touchline. But the minute it came to anything, Ben White and Philippe were on that side shut down. There's no, there was no end product, was there? I mean, he didn't have an end product. So I'm preferring you tonight <laughs> than I did last night, Wayne. By the way, no, listen, that, Wayne, uh, I, I agree with you. I think I was, I was anxious yesterday because when, when I when I put a couple of speakers on the spot last night, saying, "Look, if you're Vieira and you're looking at Arsenal, what areas are you going to want to exploit?" And, and and literally everybody said, "Look, well, if you've got Zaha and Ben White playing at right back, you want to try and exploit that." But you're right. I think White looked comfortable. I was a little bit anxious when he got the yellow. I thought, okay, we've got half an hour here where. Zaha might try to take advantage, but when you've got someone like William Saliba covering him behind in case Zaha does get beat, you feel a little le- a little less anxious. I can see Yembele waiting in the background. I'm going to bring in Alex, or one of the first Alexes. Uh, Alex, who is Coach Alex B, just as I welcome you to the Latte Firm space. Hundreds of you tuning in tonight. Fantastic to have you all on board. Do follow Latte Firm on Twitter. Uh, I promise you this sort of content is going to be a regular feature this season. Alex, welcome to the space. Crystal Palace have been beaten by Arsenal at Sellers Park tonight for the Premier League opener. How are you feeling, my man? Latte Firm, thank you for putting me on tonight. I'm super excited. It's a pleasure. You are such a gentleman. I love your voice over the air. But, um, man, <laughs> I am the most optimistic gooner out there, and I am super excited. They looked so well coached tonight and came out flying. The fans, we wanted them to come out on the front foot, and they did. The belief level of this squad is is just unbelievable. It's amazing to watch them play out there. That first 20 minutes, they were they were on fire. And the way Arteta has them programmed to attack that ball, the moment they lose it, you see three players attack that ball and win it back. It's unbelievable. The energy level. I saw Martinelli all over the field. He was dribbling the ball at one point like a number six. It was it was amazing. Like they're all over the place. And Saka backtracking to help white and steal the ball away from Zaha. I, I, I I jumped up out of my chair. I love a strong defensive effort. Well coached Zinchenko that set play on the back post wide open header across the middle into traffic. It was brilliant. My biggest concern or the biggest opportunity really is 
Xhaka, if we can get Fabio Vieira into that spot or maybe a new signing with someone that can dribble the ball, attack that high up the pitch and not fall down, I think we can get some goals out of that position. And things are looking really, really good this season. What do you think about upgrading that Xhaka spot? Yeah, listen, I, 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 you know, I love Granite Jacker. Everybody, everybody on this space and everybody who knows me knows that I love Granite Jacker. That's not to say that we can't do better. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. We need options. We need depth. And Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher on the English coverage talked about, you know, central midfield being one of those positions that Arteta might look to strengthen. Because if Jacker gets one of those brain fart moments and has a suspension or if party just misses football yeah. through injury or whatever, then, you know, we are left a little bit wanting. So I think you're right, Alex, you know, we need to address that just before you go, Alex, um, your accent suggests to me that you might not be in the UK. You might not have gone tonight to do tonight's game. Yeah. Uh, if, if you were watching on television, what did you think of the away support? Um, I thought the away support was incredible. Yeah. I was watching through sky sport and uh, I'm actually in New York though, <laughs> in the United okay. States. And I could hear the Arsenal fans, Arsenal, Arsenal. I'm like, where are they playing? Can I double check this? And it was very <laughs> impressive. And I think they came out flying and Selhurst Park was just quiet watching what was happening. They didn't know what to do. The fans didn't know what to do. The team didn't know what to do. It was impressive. I was impressed. You're quite right. Alex, well, look, thanks so much for your positivity and your energy. And thanks for joining the Latte Firm space tonight. I see Mo's requested in the background, but I'm going to come to Yembele first. Uh, Gav, I see you've unmuted yourself. Is there anything you want to add before Yemin takes the mic? Yeah, no, whatever positivity and whatever he's on tonight, I want some of it. <laughs> yeah, you seem very, very... Yeah, I mean, oh, don't, mate, yeah. I mean, proper hype, Tony. Love it. Yeah, love it. Uh, right, uh, Yembele, uh, Andy, I see you waving as well. Don't worry, you will absolutely get your turn. There's loads of people requesting tonight. Fabulous to see. Do drop Latte Firm a follow. Right, Yembele, at verse 59, my fellow late night Latte. Uh, uh, how are you feeling, my man? Good win. No, it was a great win. I, you know, on the group, obviously, we've chatted about, uh, you know, I'm not the most overly positive usually, but I, that performance was really good, you know, from the first half an hour attacking to, you know, obviously a good defensive performance. One area I do want to highlight, and you saw it on, in our chat, Erdegaard, I'm sorry, had a mare tonight, uh, you know. Really? Why do you think he was so bad? Uh, well, the biggest one, obviously, was that chance that Jesus created, you know, through his pressing. That yeah, should, he's that got to should take have that been first a goal. time, hasn't he? What was he, 12, 14 yards yeah, out? Yeah, he right should, have, had, he should have gone for the shot. Yep. And that, and to pass it was just scandalous. And I, I noticed, actually, he gets in good positions where he should be using his left foot, but he doesn't. And I can't think why. And then on the other side of it, when he was in the box defending, he usually turned into trouble and it, and it put pressure onto our defenders. So, and I've said this a couple of times on our, on our podcast, that obviously... When when Erdegaard's under press when Erdegaard's under pressure, he tends to go missing in games. And tonight he did actually. I didn't think much of him to be honest. I thought you know there yeah, were a lot of. Yeah, do you know what? To be to be fair to you, so again, anybody tuning in new, the late night latte shows that we do every now and again on the YouTube channel, we talked about Erdegaard's selection as captaincy, and we both highlighted one one of you know very few flaws is that every now and again he has got a tendency of just having a really quiet game, being a bit of a passenger, not really dictating or influencing a game that you might expect him to. And now that he's captain, 
he really has to step up. And I think one of the chaps has already mentioned in the call tonight, in the uh, session tonight, that Mikel Arteta's changes came a little bit later than than you know than ideal. And I saw people sort of requesting, like you know, Odegaard needs to come off. He needs to come off. Maybe that's something that Arteta wants to look at. Just to finish off on a positive sense, though, yeah, two uh, 0 London derby opening fixture under the floodlights, all the sort of anxieties that we, we we had sort of last night and going into the game. It was a professional performance and we got exactly what we wanted, right? And a clean sheet is just it's just the cherry on top. Oh, it's the per- like I said in my tweet, it's the perfect way to start a weekend. There is nothing better than an Arsenal win just to set the weekend right. That That's all I cared about. Look, the other games I don't give a crap about. I watch them, but, you know, I... It was, it, it just, it, you know, I, I was there just after the game, I felt relaxed. It's a good weekend now. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the other game, just to see how they play. But I just thought it was, you know, from what it was last year, the 3-0 to this performance where, you know, we started high energy. And obviously, you cannot have that intensity for so long at the start of a Premier League season. I do expect the intensity to ramp up through the season. I thought Jesus in the first half was unreal. The turns. The movement. I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm looking forward to his, his, you know, official home debut. You know, against Leicester in the Premier League because I think yes. he'll probably score given the issues that Leicester are having, and just the way he played. I just thought he was really good. I think as well. I will highlight Tierney as well. I thought when Tierney came on, they didn't go to the left side. They didn't switch to the left side as much because when they when they did try that, Tierney's heading was just a level above. I think Zinchenko is a great technical player, but I think the head heading wise. I think Tierney as a left back, and I've said it before, as a defensive option is much better. So it's really nice to see that we can change the game in that way. I like that. Obviously, we've got the late night last day on Sunday. I'm hopefully you're going to yep. be in for that. And you mentioned Leicester at home. Another game that I'm going to miss, thanks to my wife and kids wanting to go on holiday. But I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best to sabotage that. Uh, we shall see. But, Yem, thanks a lot for joining the space, my friend. No uh, Yem is at Verge59. Anybody who wants to follow on Twitter. I see Mike in the background as well, but I'm going to come to Mo. Uh, Mo, you've been waiting patiently. Welcome to the Latte Firm space. And again, if you've just tuned in, Arsenal have beaten Crystal Palace. I know you know that. But do follow Latte Firm. Stupendous content. Mo, unmute your mic. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Sellers Park tonight, but how are you feeling? Okay, so yeah, I sorry, I was just, uh, is, I was just uh, loading up the dishwasher. So that's how my, <laughs> that's my mundane task. I had to run as soon as I heard you say, unmute your mic because I've got you in my earphones. The highs, the highs are high, the lows are dead. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly my friend. It. So how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm What's good. And unfortunately, I wasn't at Selhurst Park tonight. Um, so, you know, oh God, I really felt like I was missing out. But in my absence, one thing I want to start with is just how great the away support was. Yeah, I mean, absolutely super. Yeah, they really were. And do you know what? What I loved about it. This is me now, not even analysing the game, but analysing the crowd because the support was great. It sounded like a home game, but I also think they got the balance right between backing the man who's our manager, but then also giving love to a legend who was obviously in the opposite dugout. They didn't go overboard with it, but they serenaded him. And I love to hear that. I think they got the balance perfect. So Arsenal fans, ten out of ten. And as for the game, look, I just, um, Yembele, I don't know if he's still around, but sometimes I just think to myself, do people really mean what they say? Because Erdegaard had a mare is just not what I was expecting to hear today. He obviously did not have the best game of his life, but no Arsenal player had a mare today. And sometimes I think it's a bit harsh to say something like that. I don't know if you agree, FK. Uh, yeah, feel free to come back on that and request the mic. But I would say, Mo, I think, 
I, I kind of understand the context that Yen means it. And obviously I know him personally and we talked about it on Late Night Lattes on, on the YouTube channel. But I think what he means is that when you expect, when, when, when a player of that calibre is obviously given the captain's armband, he has to take a game by the scruff of the neck. And we've, it, you know, we've had captains in the past that can win games out of nothing, that can make the, the, the rest of the team uh, push their game up to another level. And at times of adversity, like so for example, Newcastle away towards the back end of last season, it's just a typical game where you thought, right, Erdegaard's one of those players that can really step up and make the difference. And tonight he wasn't at his best, but Yem has requested the mic. Mm. I'm going to bring you in. Keep it clean, lads. No <laughs> handbags on the last day firm. But, um, but Yem, uh, Mo's just sort of suggested that you are probably a little bit harsh on Erdegaard. What well, I am harsh on Erdegaard because I expect more of him, Mo. I, I think, to FK's point, he's the captain. But also as well, he, you know, in key points in the game today, he should have had more of an influence. And I just thought he was just lacking. The 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 open chance was one, but then again, I I love that he 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 tracks back. But when you're tracking back and then you're 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 overplaying it and getting into trouble, I think that's not really the way that you want to approach it. So. Listen. Yeah, but I, I hear your points, right? And I, I accept that Odegaard, um, you know, could obviously have played better tonight. But I just think sometimes it's, sometimes we don't need a negative headline. And to say that Odegaard had a mare, there was nothing about his game other than that one chance that he should have pulled the trigger um, that was well, anywhere close let, to being let, a mare. Let, 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 let me put it this way, Mo. Would you expect Odegaard to be more of an influence in the game today for a top, you know, centre attacking midfielder that we, we, we expect him to be? Yes, but I, I don't think the fact that he wasn't constitutes having a nightmare performance. And, and you know, the one thing I want to say uh, on Erdegaard is that I'm not an Erdegaard fanboy, don't get me wrong. Um, but in his defence, what I would say is if any point this season, if you think Martin Erdegaard is having a bad game, not just yourself, but anyone uh, listening to this, do one thing for me. Don't watch him on the ball. Sort of discount that. Watch him off the ball. Martin Erdegaard, never ever has a bad game off the ball even today he was so brave and so important in terms of trying to release the pressure from um, the, the Palace putting Arsenal under in the second half by getting up the pitch and leading that press in advance of even our forwards and it's those sorts of things um, where I feel like what gives him that captain material. I wouldn't be surprised if Martin Odegaard is a manager in, in 20, 30 years because he's got that understanding and that appreciation for the game where, I, as I say, off the ball, I feel like he always has a good game. So, so really no, remember but, those words but, uh, to watch him off the ball if you ever think he's having a bad game. It's just like, it's just high standards, boys. That's what it is. I mean, everybody exactly. wants high it's standards. High standard. It's high standards. We, I, I'm looking to Odegaard to be almost a De Bruyne level and I know that's, a very bad compact, but you know, from he's had a year now where he's had a full season, and I want him to be, you know, taking the game by the scruff of the neck. I appreciate and, and and I do acknowledge Mo that he works really hard off the ball. He's always at the front pressing through, but you know, it's time now for him to step up a level. He he should be, you know, really influencing the these games. You know, really dictating play. I thought you know when he had those, you know, he's as I said. He had some really good opportunity to be in. He was in good positions where he could have really hit it. And I think that's the biggest area. And I said it as well in some of our podcasts that he, you know, in front of goal, he really needs to step up because that's where I think he is weak. No, he does. I, I agree no. with that. But Yembele, tell me this, right? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm an accountant, so I deal with numbers. Numbers don't lie. So I'm sorry to do this to you. But if someone said to you, this player had, uh, his performance was like a nightmare performance, 
what rating out of ten would you would you uh, give to a nightmare performance? Uh, it's not a nightmare performance, but I'm saying from from his point of view as a central attacking midfielder, it's a six. But as he pressed, you know, he he never gives anything anything but the best in the press. I've never, mm. you know, I, I, that I can't fall. For creativity, yeah. no, I get that. You know, and, and also he, he did. You know, we all have to acknowledge that. You know, even though you said that, you know, he gets back well, but there were points in the game where you know Palace were pressing, and he tried to overplay the ball. Now sometimes that works, but there are points in which he should have just said, "Look, lump it." it you know, Palace are really putting the pressure. Yeah, on. sure. Just get it up the field and and release the you know, as you said, release the yeah. pressure. There are points at which the top players should say, "Look, that's it. I'm just lumping up the field." Because that's how we get through, you know, that's how we get through this yeah. period. And, but so, so I look, guess my point is that six out of ten, that's not a nightmare performance. I think you were you were a tad harsh on him, but I definitely agree, plenty room for improvement. But I don't think that was just Erdegaard today. I actually think to myself, the whole team, the second half performance actually was quite poor. And um, if Palace had come back into the game, for example, and we didn't get that lucky second goal, it, it could have been very different today. They had some good opportunities. And I feel like the fan base, very often, like all fan bases, can be quite binary. It could have been a very different story today. The one thing I'm glad about today, though, is that I think as Arsenal fans, we know and we can feel that actually this team has got so much more to offer than what we saw today. And in spite of not offering what we know we've got in our locker, we were unbelievably resilient and we really dealt with what the, uh, what Palace chucked at us quite well. I just hope that in future games, we present more of a threat in open play because I feel like we really, really were lacking in open play today. Uh, other than the Erdegaard chance, I can't really remember us creating much. You know, Gabriel Jesus had a couple of shots blocked, didn't actually even have one on target. And I kind of feel like, you know, we need to be doing a bit better in open play there. Uh, don't mind me guys I'm just enjoying my popcorn in the background but I can see Wayne has uh, unmuted himself and I think you know I can see both sides of the argument again uh, Mo I think I understand Yem's point because of the context that I've got in in having sort of in-depth conversations with him about the expectations of of a player of his calibre but I also understand Mo it was you know the second goal was slightly fortuitous and had as they had equalised you know if it wasn't Mm. for that Ramsdale save we know what the Palace fans can be like once they back their team it could have been a very, very different scoreline. Wayne, uh, I want to bring you on this uh, in on this before we say uh, bye to Mo temporarily. Yeah, sure. I was just going to say the thing about Erdogan is he seems to have a little bit of that Özil gene about him, where he looks to kind of pass first and shoot later. So hopefully, hopefully it's something that he he maybe works out of his game at times. I agree that all across the pitch, apart from maybe Saliba, who I thought was head and shoulders above everyone on the pitch, it looks as though we can go up sort of another gear, another level or two. Chances in open play. I think that things could have been a, a lot different had we scored very, very early on. I, I think Martinelli really should have buried that chance in the first yeah. half, in the first sort of five, ten minutes, whatever it was. And and I think had we scored that early, it probably would have been a little bit more of a different game in our favour. I could have maybe seen us flowing a little bit better. No, but I think Erdegaard does need to impose himself on games a lot more, especially away from home. I think you'll see him at home. He could have uh, as no goal, no assist game at the Emirates, but you know that he was man of the match and he'd done that quite a few times last season for us. And I think if he can start doing that away from home as well, that will be that. That will only be to sort Wait, of our benefit. Can I, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Do you feel that he goes missing in the in the bigger games? You know where you're expecting him to 
be the creative outlet. You know, that's what we expect of him. You know, I know obviously he plays that kind of, you know, right side, right sided eight role, but the expectation is he's the one who should be creating chances. Put, you know, is his numbers a little bit low for the the caliber of player and our expectations? Um, it depends. It depends how you're looking at it because I was surprised that he scored as many goals as he did last year. I think he finished on maybe about seven goals, and I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but for Erdegaard, I was a little bit surprised that he scored as many as he did last season. This year, I'm not necessarily expecting that, but I'm expecting a lot more assists. And I think last year in the league, he only had about two assists or something like that. And I wouldn't surprise me if both of them or at least one of them was from from a corner or something like that so I don't necessarily think he goes missing in just big games I, I think that's a problem but I think it's more away, away from home where we see him missing and he should be one of our leaders on the pitch not just because he's captain I think outside of maybe Bukayo Saka Odegaard is arguably our best player technically and just gifted wise I think he's probably our best player with Saka so I do expect a lot more from him but I don't necessarily expect him to score the numbers of of goals that you might see Bruno Fernandes score or Kevin De Bruyne score I do think though he will get a lot more assists this year because the quality of attack is a lot better around him I I, I want to step in Wayne and Yem because obviously we've got loads of people who who want to talk and and I don't want to turn it into an early guard debate but I would agree I don't think it's just the big games. I think there are just days where he's just having an off day. But Mo, before we leave you, any closing thoughts on Arsenal? Leicester at home next. Um, I mean, you must be feeling the positivity and the, and, and the energy, right? I mean, how high can this team go? Listen, absolutely. And and this is the best thing about it, that we've just gone and beaten a Palace away, tricky fixture, opening game of the Premier League. Sky picked this for a reason, because they sensed that this could be drama. And we took the drama out of the occasion. We just went and got a regulation victory, which I'm very happy about. On top of that, there's so much more to come from this team. So I'm excited. One thing I want to say in my closing remarks, though, uh, FK, is I want to talk about Ben White because I've just done my, I hope you don't mind me plugging, I've just done my reaction on my own YouTube channel after the match. And in that, I spoke about Ben White because after the game, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, he pocketed Zaha and Zaha uh, bullied him. I've seen kind of um, opinions across the whole board when it comes to that duel. No one pocketed anyone. I just think it was a really good battle. And Ben White, I think, overall did really, really well. So I know Saliba will rightly get the credit for today. But I think Ben White, given the context of the opening game last season, where he was up against Ivan Tony and came under immense criticism, he would have been thinking, oh, bloody hell, here we go again. One of the Premier League's trickiest wingers. And I'm playing out of position. I've been given that job. I think it goes to show how much faith Mikel Arteta has got in him to make him do that job against uh, Wolfgang Zaha. And I think he deserves a lot of credit because I think he did really well. So that's what I'd say. And the final thing, FK, I listened to another space that you did um, a few days back. Couldn't believe the quality of co- of uh, people getting involved. Honestly, talk sport could learn a lot from your spaces. So I want to see these much more regularly over the course of the season. I look forward to getting involved. Uh, thanks, man. I'll take that for the brand management. Mo, thanks a lot for joining the uh, the space of the course of Loaded Cannon, Mo's YouTube channel. Uh, please do check that out. He's just done his instant reaction video. I see Mike. Uh, I see Aaron Shamsdale. I see Mohammed waiting in the background. But I'm going to go to Alex and Andy first. Uh, Alex, who is Alex underscore Ebers. Welcome to the Latte Firm space, my friend. There are more than 500 of you listening right now. Uh, please do follow Latte Firm. Lots more content like this to come. Alex. 
you've already unmuted. I don't know. You sound like you're in a building site. Hi, sorry. Yes, I was out on my patio. Let me go inside. Uh, thank you for having That's me. That's all right, on, mate. Man. Where are you calling from? I'm calling in from Where are you Chicago. calling from? How are you feeling? Long time uh, follower nice. of the, the Windy channel. City. You beautiful afternoon here in the Windy City, and even better with that performance. So we're uh, we're buzzing out here. So. Nice, uh, Alex. Nice. What did you, what did you make of the game? Yeah, I I think I've agreed with a lot of the things that were said on here. I think Odegaard, of course, wasn't a standout performance, but my my takeaway was this: is there's room to improve. The best thing is there's room to improve, and we got three points in a tough place to play, away from home, entire country watching. We got the three points. Are there things we can get better? Yes, some things though that I'm just really excited about to watch this season as we unfold is the versatility that this this team can now offer, right? Like, if we think back to previous seasons, you know, uh, uh, if Tamiyasu's out, Tierney is out, we were we were shitting ourselves before the game. We were all, you know, it was it was done. But the, the quality that we've added over this uh, this transfer window, where we can bring in a Zinchenko, we can bring in a Saliba, we move Ben White to right back, and look at look at how solid that that backline was, that entire performance. Um, you know, some, some nervy moments there, but held it together. So, you know, I'm interested to see how that backline develops. I'm curious what, what people think because, you know, I, I like Zinchenko a lot. The technical quality that he adds is immense. Just having him out there uh, so, so sure-footed and is just so quality at the back. But there were some times where when they just started lumping it over the top and he's back there isolated that, you know, in my head I'm thinking, man, if KT was there – I would I would feel a little bit better. So, again, I'm not worried about it. It's so nice to have the options, right? Where if there is a match where, you know, we have someone out on that wing and we want to throw in tyranny for a game, we have it. Then in these, you know, against these teams where maybe it helps to have some quality out there on the left, you throw Zinchenko. I think that's the key. That's what City has. They can, they can throw multiple players out there depending on the matchup, depending on who's in form. They have options, which – we haven't had, right? How many times have we seen where our start, like last season, our 11, our best 11 we saw could perform with anybody. We played City, we played like we could perform, but the second you take one of those pieces out, a lot of quality falls off, we lose it, right? I think the biggest thing about this window is that depth that we've added. I'm hoping we can add a Tielmans, had a, add somebody on the wing to just continue to improve that because – I think what they're building right now is absolutely special. Um, I, I'm, I'm big. Alex, Alex, can I, can I, sorry to butt in, mate. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Do you, do you, I mean, considering that was the first 90 minutes that uh, Zinzenko, Xhaka and Martinelli have all played together, I thought the left-hand side looked solid going forwards and didn't look too troubled I agree. in defence either. I agree. I think it's very promising to your point for, for a first 90 minutes. I'm not, I'm not mad about it at all. I, I'm just selfishly thinking, can we improve this? I am curious to see if we, I, you gotta, you gotta remember the season is long, right? It's, there's going to be times to experiment. There's going to be things that will change. Um, I'm curious to see, does he try Tierney at left back and Zinchenko in midfield or as someone else has brought up a Vieira or if we do add a Tielemans, right? Again, kind of just hammering my point, the versatility that we have is the most exciting thing to me. You can try different things. We have Europa League to try yeah. different things. Um, 
you know, and again, if this is what we roll with for this, you know, he likes this lineup. He likes how it looked and we roll with the back line of, uh, you know, like we saw tonight in Jaka in midfield, that's a solid option. I think we can win a lot of games, take a lot of points with that, with that lineup. I think you add in a Vieira, you add in a Smith throw, you add in a healthy Tomiyasu, you add in a, uh, a healthy tyranny like it, yeah. this is a squad mm-hmm. this is a this is a a squad that can compete can compete in multiple competitions like you know and then you factor in we're gonna get more from jesus you know i thought he was good tonight we're gonna get more from odegaard i thought saka you know for his standard i thought he was good but i think he can bring more like you know i think there's room to improve but the fact that we're saying all this with three points in the bag away from home you know, the, the way that the fixtures are lining up at the start, I mean, I think we should all be very excited. So I thought it was a great night. Yeah, I mean, like I, said, I, mean, I don't want to hop back to the uh, the, long, the longer than expected conversation about Odegaard. Uh, but it was the fact that Ben White had to drop a little bit more deeper uh, to keep an eye on Zahar tonight. And it was almost, we had sort of three going forwards on the left-hand side, but only two going forwards on the right-hand side. And I think that may have been an issue, really, that we had. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Odegaard, I saw someone else mention, you know, this was a little bit of a tennis match game, just the way with the way that Palace was playing, where it was it was very back and forth. The midfield was often bypassed. Um, so I think in those games, you know, those games are going to be tough for Odegaard. I, again, I'm not, I'm not hammering him. I don't think he was great. I don't think he was terrible. I think he was solid. Um, I, I think, you know, there, there's, there's room to improve, but again, we got the job done. I'm, I'm generally curious again, what you guys think, do, do we think he's going to just continue with this back line? Or if we do get a Tomiyasu, I, I think Tomiyasu, I can, I don't think this is a crazy statement is, is our best right back we have, you know, does he go yeah. back to that? Does he move a, a Gabrielle to the bench and move Ben or Ben White to the bench. You know, I think that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on as we move forward. Um, it's, it's all in, it's all interesting options, Alex. And like you say, I mean, we've got a lot better squad than we did this time last year, and a lot better squad than we finished last season with as well. So it's options, and hopefully, you know, we're going to be playing sixty odd games this year. That's what that's what we're all hoping. So. There's plenty of times and there's going to be plenty of weeks where we're playing three times in eight days, three times in seven days, etc. where we're going to need to rotate in and out. And that's really where Arteta is going to earn his money. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining the call, Alex. Uh, it makes some excellent points. It is about squad depth. And my resources in Spain tonight tell me that Yuri Tillemans' sister has just started following Bukayo Saka. Make of that what you will. Right. I see Andy in the background. Uh, Andy, welcome back to the Latte Firm space. Uh, you were very optimistic and positive. Actually, you've been so over the last few weeks about Arsenal and their chance and our chances this season. If you want to unmute yourself, welcome to the space, my man. How are you feeling? Arsenal just won away at Palace. We got Super Mikoteta. He knows exactly how we are. FK, what can I say? 2 0. I did predict it, didn't I? I said 2 0. You did. You I did. I did. I hit it on the nail. Listen, let's all start the bantering. I thought it was a great performance. Second half, we were, yeah, we, we were a bit backs to the wall. I think we uh, we soaked up the pressure. I thought Ramsdale 
two vital saves. I thought he was brilliant, Ramsdale. There were certain times when he was uh, when he lost his head a little bit, but you know you're going to get that with goalkeepers. Saliba, that's it, Saliba. I mean, the, the bloke, the bloke is just he's he, he definitely a roller. I'm not too sure, Gav. If you came out with the Rolls Royce business, I, I may have to. I just thought, I just thought, yeah, listen, we, we got the result and that's all that matters, you know, like Mo says, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think we, as a team, I thought they played very well together. You know, Palace were always going to be difficult. I thought Ben White did, did deal with Zaha. I mean, Zaha's not the easiest bloke to contend with. And he does moan. He spends most of the game on the floor moaning, you know, and he's he's, he's arguing a lot. He, he, he would actually... To, to be fair, Andy, to be fair, Andy, sorry to interrupt, but Zaha is, I think, the most fouled player in the league. And, you know, it's been happening for years. Yeah. He is that sort of player where he attracts a lot of, you know, close contact from opposition players. And he, he doesn't get a lot of decisions. And I can kind of understand his frustration, but yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say anything more. No. It's it quite enjoyable tonight because we obviously won. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, and you know what? What Mo started off with as well, the away support is just, you know, they didn't shut up for the whole game, did they? I thought they were just, Absolutely. they were just, they were, they were just immense. I mean, Gavin, and, and and not for one for being a dinosaur, but going back in the day when you used to go to away grounds, you know, you, you'd be, you'd be, you'd like to be heard. And um, that was always the fun about going to away games. But I thought they were brilliant tonight at Palace because Palace have got, you know, they, they, they're quite voicey at home. And I thought we were, uh, they were brilliant. So listen, Onwards and upwards, and I think we've got a nice, easy home game coming up. I think we can another three points. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm feeling. You know, this, this, just hope we have got players to come back. Tierney's back. You know, that's all good. Tommy Yasu, uh, Smith Rowe, like the gentleman was saying from Chicago, we've, we've, we've got. You know, we've got players coming back now, and hopefully he's gonna, he's gonna uh, pin a few more uh, signings. Let's hope for at least one more. It's happy days. I love it, Andy. I absolutely love that. Thanks for joining the space. Uh, I see a lot of callers requesting. I'm going to come to Jake as well. But before we do that, I'm going to come to Mohammed, who's been waiting patiently. And I have come to Mohammed a couple of times before, but for whatever reason, connection is not allowed. Mohammed, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the Lato Firm space. Arsenal, of course, have just won away at Sellers Park by two goals to nil. First game of the Premier League season. We are top of the table and we're building a gap, if I can say so. Mohamed, if you'd be kind enough to unmute your mic, welcome to the space. How are you feeling? At last, my friend, uh, FK, I'm with you after many, many, many times I tried to be with you here or all at the firm. So I'm very happy to be with you. You're very welcome. I'm very happy to, to, be, to be with you, of course. Uh, about the match, of course, an important win. For me, as an old Arsenal fan, as a journalist also, uh, all, all, always the first match is very important and is very difficult at the same time. So what's important uh, uh, for the content of it is the three points, not the per uh, performance. Performance-wise, it was not an excellent performance by us today, but I say it's a resolute one with spirit, with courage, with fighting spirit, with good de defensive performance today. Our defense was very good and uh, Ramsdale, of course, Saliba, man of the match, he, de he deserved it. He was fantastic. Ben White uh, at the right back against Zaha was always very, very good during all, all the match. I think one, one of the reasons that our shape offensively is not as we expected, I think 
uh, of course, all the players uh, played with effort, uh, with spirit, with courage. But I think Bukayo Saka and Odegaard could could offer a lot of what they offer today offensively. I think the last decision, the last ball was not correct. And uh, by the way, Arteta said about this point in his speech after the match, I think Bukayo, if you uh, go to the second goal, uh, he had many balls at the same situation, but he, he delivered the ball or his decisions was not good. So he must have all, all the time cross it uh, against the, the goal for his players or as it is hit a, a defender and a goal. So I think Odgard and Bukayo, I think in the coming matches, will be at the level that we expect them to be. Uh, Jesus was uh, a machine pressing. He, he was good. Uh, for me, three points the main important, and I must admit when it's one when now uh, in the second half we were under pressure, we were nervy. I was nervous as all Arsenal fans, so I was waiting to kill the match with the second goal. I was uh, talking to myself that we must score the second goal to kill the match because at one now to go. A minute after minute with this pressure, maybe a mistake here or there, and uh, it's 1-1 and it's another match. So, uh, good start. I think after the uh, returning of uh, Tomiyasu, Terni, Vieira, Smith-Rowe, after they, they are back from injury in the coming weeks, I think we have an 14 or 15 good players. Uh, but for me, it's very important that we add one or two quality top signing. For me, Telemans, Telemans is a top player. We need him in the number eight role. It's a golden uh, chance to take him now from Leicester. One year remains of his contract with this price. He will add quality and depth to our uh, midfielder. And for me, a top quality winger is needed. Because Saka, if we remember last year, he played 38 matches, uh, all the matches in the league. In the last five or six weeks last season, he was not at his best. He was tired, fatigued, he couldn't run uh, even. And Martinelli uh, can't play all, uh, all the matches in the league. So we must have... Uh, Top winger for me, for me, his characteristics that he could play in the in both wings at the same level that will compete with Martinelli and with Saka. And if you see Saka and Martinelli, they are good players with technique, with pace, but not with physical strength. So what we need is a winger with technique, pace, and physical strength that will add. Another, another dimension, another uh, depth and quality in the attacking side of our game. These two signing, if it's happened, I think we will uh, be more stronger, more ready for this season, which for me is the toughest season in the Premier League history. 
because look at uh, the signing, the teams, what they are doing in the market, and the market didn't finish yet. Chelsea uh, are going mad. They are overpaying to get quality players, and they will uh, add another two or three. Spurs had a good uh, market. Uh, United uh, will certainly bring another at least two. So all the teams are strengthening. The league is like a war for me. Uh, so uh, I, I hope that uh, we get at least these two uh, top signing to be more ready to fight. Afki. What a brilliant call from Mohamed. Thanks so much for joining. Gav, I did see you unmute yourself there. Did you want to come back to something that Mohamed has said? No, I was just going to say, fuck them all, mate. Fuck what everybody else is doing. <laughs> easier said than uh, easier said than done. Uh, Wayne, you've been sort of waiting in the background as well. Any thoughts on the callers that we've had? We've had some discussions tonight about Erdegaard and creativity and maybe reinforcing our central midfield. Uh, anything that you could sort of disagree with as we go on with the space? No, I definitely love the fact that everyone keeps mentioning the name Tiedemans. I've been on that. I've been on that ship for a couple of years now. Um, I'm a real big fan of his, and I think that someone like him in games like today, and we're going to have a bunch more tough away games, he's just a little bit of a, a release of pressure. Uh, you give the ball to him, and he's got the quick feet that can not necessarily dribble away like a Santi Cazorla does, but he's quick enough to move it out. And I definitely think that that's something we need to look to do before the end of the window. A winger... In terms of Saka, I think we said on the last base that Saka can go up another level with the competition. And it's really disappointing we weren't able to get Rafinha because I think a game like tonight would have been perfect if we signed Rafinha. He would have caused so much damage, especially after we'd gone 1-0 up. So it'll be interesting to see what we do. But I do think that to the point the last caller just made, it's going to come a lot down to rotation not only in the Europa League and not only sort of in the domestic cup competitions, but in the Premier League. There's going to be times where we're playing three times in a week, four times in 10 days or something like that. We can't keep playing Saka 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. At some stage, he will break. And we've had our hearts broken with Wilshere before. I don't want that to happen again with Saka. I I think that that Vieira's been brought in to uh, play some games on the right-hand side. Uh, and play some games on the left hand side, and play some games in the uh, the Xhaka role, so to speak. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm a bit miffed about why people keep talking about Tillemans because it just seems such a simple deal to make. And for some reason, they haven't made it. And the rumours started before the end of last season. And two months later, we're still talking about it. So, I'd I'd, I'd just be very, very shocked if we're actually... We haven't put a bid in for him. Nobody's said anywhere that we put a bid in for him. Uh, I just don't think we're interested in him. Well, let's see what happens. It does depend depend on departures and how much we can, uh, you know, sort of gather. Uh, There's a long window ahead. And, of course, Leicester, they might be forced to play their hand because they've got some financial difficulties. But... Uh, let's let's watch well, this space. I do no, want to come to Jake, if that's right, Gab. Go on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, if we really, if we wanted Tillmans and we, we really wanted to lowball Leicester, then at some point, one of these Einsteins or the other fella 
would have said, look, I'll ask them to put a bid in for, you know, 15 million or 18 million or 20 million or whatever. But there's been no actual rumours that we've actually been interested in in the slightest. Yeah, but you know what so, Arsenal are like, mate. Do you know what I mean? You know what Arsenal are like. And actually, I think the interest is really obvious. I, I just think there's... We just we just have to wait and see. Only a couple of weeks to go now until the end of the window. I see George waving his hand, Addy uh, also, but I'm going to come to Jake, who's been waiting very patiently. Uh, Jake, welcome to the Latte Firm space. I can tell you now that there are, what, 526 people listening, which is fantastic. Please do drop Latte Firm a follow. This is going to be a regular fixture in this season, post-match spaces. Before you talk, Jane, just want to, Jake, sorry, want to share a couple of stats from tonight's game. Uh, obviously, Arsenal winning by two goals to nil. Palace Ed's possession, 56% possession to 44. Ten shots each on goal. Two shots on target each on goal. We had more corners and Palace committed more fouls. Just to add a little bit more context. Jake, welcome to the space. Floor's yours. How are you feeling? Thanks for having me back. Um, I'm feeling very happy after the victory at Selhurst Park. I feel like Saliba was unreal at the back. And a bit of hit and miss here, but I feel like... Um, Ben White kept up with Zaha very well. Obviously committing the foul um, when he pulled him back. But I feel like he kept him really well when the ball was in the A. Normally, he won most of the aerial battles. Um, and yeah, I think we did really well at the back, especially. Who was your man of the match, Jake? It has to be Saliba. There's no question about it. Um, I feel... Did you expect him to be this good? No, absolutely not. I mean, obviously, young pair of the season in... Uh, league and so he had some high expectations I would say from the Arsenal fan base but uh, no he was absolutely unreal against the likes of Zaha and Eze and um, Edouard Jake Jake call call him the Rolls Royce oh well the Rolls Royce at the back Saliba oh get in Oh, Gav, what is he like? Uh, Jake, any anxieties about the game, mate? Um, obviously, it's all positive. We've just won 2 0. Were there moments in the game where you thought, oh, this, this, you know, this could swing either way? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say from maybe the 30 minute mark, we started to drop off. And I'd say it was all Palace second half. They were all coming at us in classic Arsenal fashion. However, we did get lucky with the goal coming off Gavey, um, which just put a lot of reassurance throughout us all, giving us the three points. But yeah. me and my dad were very, very nervous as it got to the 80-minute mark because as per when we're in a winning position, they're all guns blazing coming at us and we always just seem to boot it back up to them and they come back again. What a great call. Jake, mate, thanks so much for joining the space. I know you're waiting patiently, but Gav, I don't know for anybody listening, I think Jake is probably one of our younger callers. I think he said last time he was 14 and yeah. doing his exams at school or whatnot. But how articulate, uh, you know, fine young man. Brilliant. No, man, you, even, even the young firm are putting you and me to shame, mate. Do you know what I mean? He's, uh, he knows his onions, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Does young Jake? Speak for yourself, mate. Right, I want to <laughs> get. <laughs> I want to bring in Graham. Graham's been waiting patiently. Uh, Graham, welcome to the Latte Firm space. I do see Aaron Shamsell and George waiting in the background as well. And Andy, who's requested the mic once again. But Graham, welcome to the Latte Firm space. Um, where are you calling from? And how are you feeling tonight? Arsenal have just beaten Palace by two goals to nil. Graham, you there? Can you unmute your mic? Bottom left-hand corner, Graham. I'm going to give him Sorry. just another moment. Sorry, there he is, right. Sorry. 
That's all right, Graham. Welcome yeah, can to, you hear me? Uh, welcome to the can you hear me? Space. Can you hear me we can hear you loud and clear. We can hear you loud and clear. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, me. Yeah, I'm fucking. Uh, I've gone a fan in the last fucking 35 years since I'm seven, seven years of age uh, from Dublin. Love it, love it. What did you make of tonight's game? Oh, I thought we were good, yeah. I thought we were good in the first half, yeah. Anything Second in half. particular stand out to you? Yeah, players are. Yeah, players' performance, any highlights? Yes, it's... Salah, but fucking outstanding, outstanding, yeah. Graham, Graham can, I, can I ask, do you, have you drunk more or less than me today? <laughs> I haven't drunk anything, mate. Me, fucking, you know, I'm just tired, like a fucking... Yeah, but you, I, I've had a long you day, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the walking, walking all day, working but... Working uh, hard. No, fucking... Uh, I watched him pre-season. That, uh, the top, fucking excellent, yeah. But... Uh, I love it, great. Uh, listen, how far do you think we can go this season, mate? I think we can go further. Further, Phil. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Are we, are we competing for the title or are we are we going for top four? Not nah, for the title. Why not? Oh, mate. Uh, do you know Why what? not? Great. Absolutely. Why not? I love the question, Graham. Thanks so much for joining the space. Got to love the optimism. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, George, I want to welcome you to the space. You've been waiting patiently. Uh, again, if, you're, if you've just joined, do hit follow for Latte Firm. Uh, this is going to be a regular thing after games this season. George, welcome to the space. Arsenal have just beaten Palace by two goals to nil. It's the opening game of the season. We're top of the table, building that gap slowly. And we've got a lovely weekend ahead. How are you feeling, my man? I'm in a very, very good mood. Um, it's it's quite exciting because I think we've come on the other day and I spoke a lot more about probably being anxious about being on Sky than anything. You know how they set us up. They're desperate for the loss. And I've just got to say, when, when we played them back in like April, whenever it was, the mentality for, I think, Arsenal's turn up today and absolutely, to me, blow them off the park. Yeah, there were nervous moments, but at no point, I think anyone ever dropped the ball that, there might have been an individual mistake in certain players, but as a team, we look like a team and we've not been able to say that sort of before last season. And I just think the mentality, and even at full time, and I don't mean this from a disrespectful viewpoint, the away fans singing Vieira, on the cameras, he couldn't, obviously he can't acknowledge it because he's managing his team losing to them. I just think the mentality of last season compared to how everything was, the criminal like today, was just sensational. And it makes me very excited moving forward because now we get a weekend where we can watch everyone else. We can watch other teams potentially mess up, but it puts us in a driving seat compared to this time last year. We jumped on and we were the humiliation of, of the opening three games. So That is a really excellent point, George. And actually, just going back to the fixture on the 4th of April, you know, I do remember we were physically second best that night. You know, they, they, they really sort of buried us physically. They, they, they had an early start, 2-0 up within 25 minutes. If you remember Mateta with the header and Ayu with that, you know, capitalising on a mistake. And then, of course, Saha winning the penalty late in the second half and scoring it himself. And tonight, we looked just more mature and more, more you know, more physical. confident in our own ability. We, 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 more physical, yeah, I guess. We, on, we, we, I, I, I thought, and like I say, I'm interested to hear what George thinks of as well, really. I thought that we gave it to him in the 50-50s. I thought we was, we was a bit stronger. We was a bit more... Feisty, is that is that the word I'm looking for, George? Yeah, it, it seemed like there was an edge, and, and I mean, everyone's wax lyrical about Saliba, but those slide tackles, you know, when you know, Ben Zaha enters your box and you're sitting there thinking, no one stick a leg out, no one do anything stupid, 
And Saliba's just diving down, side tackles, winning the ball, almost putting his foot through them as well. And it was just such great to see from him. And for him to sort of stamp his authority on his debut, I think it's such a remarkable thing. Even like looking at, I know Gavin mentioned Tielemans a lot earlier, about no one speaking about the transfer. I think in a week's time tomorrow, when we play Leicester at home at three o'clock, there's going to be so much Tielemans stuff going on. I can imagine the home fans singing things. I think Leicester's genuinely in a, a real bad predicament for the start of the season, if I'm being honest, with the FFP stuff. It's just left us so excited. I want to kind of add, without looking at it, transfers, because we're still celebrating today, if we get a very good August going, at least the first two, three games, that final week, people might be looking at us already thinking, these guys look good for this season. The window is still open. Could we get someone we might not have thought we could? Or are there going to be more people interested? It's It, it feels like for once... I mean, like a really exciting August, and it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been so G'd up in August for some football games. Uh, I don't know how anyone else feels with that. Wayne, you've just unmuted yourself. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to actually ask George, yourself and Gav. Everyone's waxing lyrical about Saliba. And obviously, Mikel Arteta has come under a little bit of flack over the past, what, last year in particular, and a little bit the year before when it came to loaning him out. Do Are we now looking back and, and thinking, well, that's prepared him for tonight? Because obviously they spoke on Sky Sports a lot about him being a 19-year-old at the time, coming into a team. I don't personally believe, I think he would have had the ability, but I don't necessarily think he would have had the confidence and sort of the aura to go into a game like Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park and put in that level of performance when he first came in. Are we no. looking at those loans or should people be looking at those loans in retrospect like, yeah, those were good decisions? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It was, I mean, obviously he lost, I think he lost one or both parents when he was like 19 or 20. He wanted to stay in France. And I think we had this on a previous space, FK, where someone was saying uh, he was, was, was he mature enough? And I'm saying, well, no, if he doesn't want to leave France... And if he doesn't want to leave where he is to come to the Premiership, then he's not ready because he's not mature enough to do it. So, in effect, the way it's been played out and the way he had a fantastic season last year, the season before, I think he was injured and didn't really play a lot. So, it's just turned out very, very nice. Obviously, the only worry now is we really want to tie him down on another four years. That's, that's my worry, really, is the fact that we've... We've matured him. Obviously, he's... I didn't hear the interview, but apparently his English is very, very good. So we've been in constant contact with him. We've made sure he's learned English, etc., etc. I'm just a little bit worried that we can end up losing him for next to nothing because of uh, his contract, really. But it's been played well. Absolutely played well, in my opinion. Yeah, Wayne, I'd go along with that, George, just before I come to you to answer Wayne's question. I think it was a masterstroke. I think... When the boy came over to England, he's a young boy moving at the time of a global pandemic. So, you know, being confined to maybe a small apartment or living with a family or whatever he was doing in London. No friends, no family, no relatives here. It was, a, you know, Gav said he had some uh, family sort of personal problems. So he had to kind of move back. I think it was a brilliant idea. The great Arsene Wenger once said that young defenders often cost you points. And I don't think it was a confidence issue, you know, because he announced himself with that amazing video. And you don't do that if you're not confident in your own ability. But I think there is a sense of maturity, a sense of exposure, a little bit of experience. He's obviously gone to, to, to France, young player of the year, you know, played outstandingly and has now got his first cap for France and will be eyeing up a World Cup spot. And 
look, he's come in and played the last three games in preseason, and he's 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 already nudged Ben White out to the right, and I can't see Ben White get back in the team. So for me, it was just, it, I, and I've said this all the long way, and this is not me just being, you know, now saying, oh yeah, you know, actually the loan worked out quite well. I, I've always said that I think Arsenal has done the right thing. So I'm really pleased to see it kind of come to fruition. But George, what would you say to that in terms of the Saliba loan deal and closing? Uh, you, you're excited, obviously, and you 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 know. But the question to you is how how far can the team go? Yeah, I think the Saliba stuff's uh, interesting. Comparison I keep making is Courtois, where Chelsea loaned him at a very, very young age to, to Atletico. And obviously, they basically got like a well-beaten goalkeeper that they paid peanuts for. And I feel that 30 mil for Saliba now, when his, you know, was it his, was for fun his teammate, and there's talk of him going for 85 mil when he's been out for injured for a year. I think it's potentially one of the best things Arsenal have done. And even learning his craft as a defender in France, it's not really a dig at Arsenal fans. It's more probably the English football system. Yeah. He makes one mistake on national TV. He's going to get absolutely sorted left, right and centre. And he's a teenager. And for a centre-back, you don't want that. So I think the club did the best thing for his career, for his personal life. Uh, and what we potentially might get out of it. And I'm kind of saying, with Gav, we, we need him on this contract. And you know, if he's smart, which I'm sure he is, he's probably thinking, OK, if I play well, I'll delay it. I'll, I'll get not necessarily a higher salary, but, you know, he, he probably knows his value as well. And there's no, you know, no coincidence the French media were desperate for him to stay in the country last year. Um, yeah. Just looking forward, sorry, what I'll sort of end on is I'm still the same as of a day. Minimum to me is still winning the Europa League. I still think that's more achievable just again. I'm always bring the World Cup because I'm absolutely terrified of it. Um, I think the World Cup's going to disrupt the season. Maybe we'll get a massive benefit from it, but I just think for us still, it should be top four and winning the Europa League. But, you know, anything's possible in football. It's all ifs and buts. And I think if we can come out the next month up to that United game on great form, I don't think there's any reason we can't have 12 points out of 12 points before we go to Old Trafford. And obviously we just need to hope that they, they have a terrible start to their new manager. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your call tonight, George. And of course, yeah, Old Trafford, if I end up going there, then that's obviously going to be the jinx on the team. No, no. <laughs> no you're not, you're not, don't. FK, please don't go. Okay, please okay, right, don't right. go. Let's chill, let's chill. We're still I, I'm going to come back. I'm, gonna, I'm seriously going to kidnap you the night before, mate. <laughs> you know I mean? If you even consider going Old Trafford this year, mate, I'm going to track you down and kidnap you. Right. Okay. Well, at least I've got that recorded now in in, in public in case I need it in court. Um, <laughs> I, I, see, I see Lee has been waiting patiently, but just uh, it did catch my eye. I thought the uh, the the Fabrizio Romano of the Arsenal world, AFC diehard, was on here. Any links about Yuri Tillemans' sister following Bukayo Saka on Insta? Go and find out, Harry. See what's going on. Right. I'm going to come to Lee. Uh, Lee Gun Rav. Uh, Lee, you've been waiting very patiently. And Jake, who was just on, sent me a DM saying, get Lee on. Well, you're now on. You're on the Latte Firm space. Welcome. Arsenal have just won. How are you feeling, mate? Um, Do you know what? I'm obviously one of the youngest, young uh, kids on here, as my, my, my mate Jake is as well. But William Saliba, like, I, I'm, I'm, as I said about myself, he is just, he, he, he was I'm speechless. He was incredible. <laughs> he really was. Is is he your new hero oh, now, Lee? Yeah, he really was. He he was so. What do you, what do you like about him so much? What what are the things that really sort of he draw you to him? Everywhere he was everywhere. You know what? I was with my dad. My dad's Andy. Um, we were just saying every time he, he I looked, he just t- he was there. He was on Zaha the whole time. You know, he was just. Oh, I I I can't even speak. He was just brilliant. Lee, 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 Lee. Yeah. Call, 
Call in the Rolls Royce for oh, me, mate. Go you on. Know what? Rolls Royce was outrageous. Oh, he yes. was really. Yes. He was just incredible. He was. Oh, mate, it's it's really good to hear from you. I, I don't know if I heard correctly there, but you and are you Andy John um, Boy? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I am sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now your old man's a cool egg. Um, Lee, just in closing, before you go, I mean, how excited are you about the season ahead? I mean, how how far can can this team go? Do you know what? I, I gen. You know, all my mates from school telling me, you know, you're still Arsenal, you're still this, you're still that. I'm, I'm so, I'm confident in the team, but for me, I, I still can't see us, uh, you know, being up there with City and Liverpool. I know I'm supposed to be optimistic, but do you know what? I can't, I can't see us competing. Obviously, I've never seen us be up there. I've never, I've never seen it as much as I hate to say it. Um, How old are you, Lee? I'm 15. Oh mate, I tell you what, when you go back to school, I think this year's gonna be good. So hopefully on the Mondays you can go in and give it give it as good as you I get. Really but Lee, hope. thanks so much for joining the space, mate. Really appreciate that and best wishes to your old man as well. Oh Gav, mate, honestly. Uh yeah, what, I'm what, fine, what, what sterling call, absolutely. Yeah, um, there are there are still people waiting, so I'm gonna make my way through the calls. Tarek's been waiting very patiently. Tarek, welcome to the space. And there are just shy of five hundred people still listening. Uh we're a quarter to midnight on this Friday night in the UK. Do follow Latte Firm. Lots more content like this to come. I see Neil, Mangalano, Nonso, Apia, all waiting uh, in the background. And Aaron Shamsdale, who I'll come to next because I know I've mentioned you before. But Tarek, welcome to the Latte Firm space. How are you feeling? Can you hear us, mate? I can see you've unmuted your mic. I think Tarek's having some difficulties. So I'm going to just remove you from the speakers for now and I will come back to you if you if you would re-request. Uh, I'm going to go to Aaron Shamsdale, who has been on the Latte Firm spaces before. No, Aaron Shamsdale has gone as well. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi connection. I certainly hope not. Um, Mango Lano. Let's let's add him straight into the uh, chat. Um, Mango, if I can call you that, my friend. Arsenal have just beaten Crystal Palace away from home. Opening game of the Premier League, under the lights, Sky Sports, blah, 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 blah. How are you feeling tonight? Well, I'm buzzing right now. I think that good man. I think that this is a very good Arsenal team. I'd give ten ten to Saliba. To be honest, didn't step a foot wrong tonight. But I think that we have to look at the bigger picture tonight. Tell the spark. We haven't won a game there in how many seasons? Three, four, I think. Yeah, I saw that in, in the Sky Sports coverage. I think we've won once in the last nine games against Palace and once in the last six yeah, we've been terrible. Park, so... and, and to come here, first game of the season, and to put performance like that, like I, I think a lot of people doubted us tonight. I mean, apart from like the FPL fans or whatever, putting Gabriel Jesus as like, <laughs> you know, like everyone was choosing Gabriel Jesus. I, I actually thought that was that was a bit dumb. Not not trying to offend anyone, but because everyone that knows what this fixture means knows that this was a hard fixture, and for us to go there, it was a hard fixture. And, and to be fair to you, mate, at one nil, I mean, our goal was obviously a well worked set piece, which Arteta spoke about in the post match, saying that we practiced it only as only as recently as yesterday. But Zaha did play a lovely ball through to Ezi, and of course Ramsdale's made an insane save one on one. It could have been very different. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. Um, it's always a game like that at Selhurst Park. I think. I think what was it? Um, two seasons ago, we like we lost in the last ten minutes or something, and like we've we've been we've been we just we're just so good. I can't. I have, I have no words. We're just 
like I don't I don't want to gas it up and make like I don't want to say like oh we we're close to City and Liverpool. It's a lie. Like over over the long run, we'll, we'll see that. But this Arsenal team, we, we we'll go to places. We might not even get top four, but Europa League. It, like everything, everything's within our reach. I'll just say that everything's within our reach. We're, right we're, now. We're, we're, we're different now. Can you see we're different now to even like? I mean, obviously we can't compare ourselves to the first three games of last season. Uh, but I just like I say, as I said, like on the space that the preview space, we're a different animal now this year, aren't we? We definitely, we definitely are. At the back, can you feel it? Can you feel it, though, mate? Can you feel it? Definitely, I, I think I think everyone everyone in this chat can feel it. Like not just because of the win. Like you know, sometimes you get a win. Like um, I'll say what what win did you get last season? That um, was like it was just uh, you know like one of those wins is just a win. We got away with it, but I don't think we just got away with it. Like we they had like two clear chances tonight, like really good chances. But we're always confident, you know. Like even though they were pressing us and everything, as 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 the team, I'm not talking about us as fans. I'm talking about our team. They were confident. They were like they were trusting each other. They were just debt for each other. They were just everyone was working for each other, you know. Like Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, Saka pressing at the top. Like it was just beautiful to watch. I think Arsenal, Arsenal's I'm not gonna do a real Ferdinand and say Arsenal's back, like, you know, like we're not <laughs> we're not in the city's level, we're not in Liverpool's level. Let's not get carried away. But we 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 are really good. We are really good. And like for the first time we've got Five years, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go to 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 the Emirates about five six times this season because we're just... there, was, there was no there was no panic though. There was... You, I mean, even though we was under the cost tonight, did did you see any? I I didn't see anybody panicking like we have done previously. I didn't, and I and I and I thought that's that's why I think that um Saliba's performance deserves man of the match. I think that his his call and like every every tackle went for was just a clean tackle, you know. I didn't think this guy stepped the foot wrong. And like when you have someone like that in the team, like not making any type of mistakes, like you had, you had um Ramsdale make a few mistakes, you know, or one or two, whatever. And that, that, that created some kind of anxiety within the team, you know. But then you have someone like Saliba in, in difficult moments to go for that tackle and just get it so cleanly, you know? That gives kind of like an inspiration to the to the whole team. It's like completely opposite to to what Ramsdale did by, by by making those mistakes, you know? And I think that's beautiful. It's like um, it, it's 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 a bright future for Arsenal, I'd say. So it's, it's a very bright future for Arsenal. You, you know what I'm going to ask you? What 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 is Saliba? Saliba is the. I think he's gone, mate. But Rolls Royce. But what a he's beautiful gone. way! Oh, what, what a beautiful way to to end that call. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see a, a few people have requested Ms. Jones. I can see you requested. I'll come to you next. But first, I want to come to Mark who has DM'd me to say that he disagrees with some of the points that have been mentioned tonight. So, Mark, if I could come to you. Uh, welcome to the Latte Firm space. Gosh, we've been going for almost an hour and a half. How, how time flies when you're having so much fun. Mark, if you'd be kind enough to unmute yourself. Welcome to the space. How are you feeling tonight? Well, yeah, pretty, pretty good. I think, you know, that's a, a fairly solid performance from, from, from pretty much everyone. I, I heard a few... Uh, issues uh, about Odegaard earlier, which I thought was a bit weird, considering I think I think Jesus was dropping deep the first half and was causing so much chaos that actually it made Odegaard, didn't, it made Odegaard look poor in a way because Jesus was doing all the work. 
in in the middle. That's probably something that Erdegaard just has to get used to, right? That familiarity of playing with Jesus, who's going to spring up all, all, you know, left, right, deep, sort of, you know, on the on the defender's yeah, shoulders. Exactly. So I think, yeah, you're probably right about tonight in particular. But 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 go yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Well, you think about last season. You think Lacazette was, was yeah was in there doing that. He, he wasn't doing the same as what Jesus was doing today. He was causing carnage in the first thirty minutes. It was I couldn't even get the ball. Uh, because he because he was that good, Jesus, um, which is which is good. You know, uh, I think that gives us two options up front, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, let's let's not forget about Saka. We're all talking about everyone else, but I think Saka still had those moments where he came in and, and could have caused a lot of damage today. Um, brilliant performance overall. Uh, I think we're all talking about Saliba. He, he he looks like, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. He looks like a bit of a Van Dyke. You know, in terms of his sort of calmness and his ability on the ball, I think he looks plus. Call him a Rolls Royce, Wayne. Call him a Rolls Royce. You know what? I won't talk. I'll, I'll call him a Rolls Royce, but I'll, I'll call him like a, a concept for Rolls Royce. I'm, I'm waiting for that for yeah, half a season, and I think he, he's got it in him. Yeah, I definitely think. Wow, Gavin. He's, he's seen you and raised you, mate. A concept Rolls Royce. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Uh, Mark, wow. just before you go, mate, um, what are your expectations this season? How how far can Arsenal go? Um, I think it's down to... Let, let, let's see tomorrow. Let, let's see how the other teams perform. I, I think we have more strength and depth now, but obviously we've got Europa League, which I, I, when I look at the team now, I think... We, we, We've got the ability. Those first 30 minutes, I felt like we looked like Man City or a Barcelona in Prime. We looked quality. The, the fluid, you know, passing and everything away at, yeah, at Selhurst Park is not easy. So there is potential there to, to be a, a title challenger. But I still think, you know, we don't, we don't want Chelsea going to bring. Yeah, I, I don't think they look great, but they could be good this season. And, and Spurs, I'd say it, but... Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> well, I love that, Mark. Thanks so much for joining the space. I mean, I think, look, you're right. We, we are a better team. I'm, I'm definitely more optimistic, more energised, more more happy. You know, I, I'm seeing a, a different team, a mature a maturer team, but I do think we're some way off a title challenge. Um, I want to come to Neil, who's been waiting patiently. I will come to Dino and to Steve as well. I see you guys in the background. But Neil, thanks for joining the Latte Firm space. Still hundreds of you tuning in. Please do drop a follow to Latte Firm. This is going to be regular content going forward. But Neil, welcome to the space, man. Arsenal 2. Yeah, yeah it was a good game. It was a good game. Uh, what did you like about well, it? Well, I loved everything. It was it was a bit of a nervous one before it all started. You know, you think what happened last year at Brentford and you just don't, you think, oh, it's going to happen again. But obviously the optimism with Jesus, Zinchenko, the two new City players coming in, it added a lot of excitement. And I think the fans and the general feeling around the club, it transferred into the players. And you could see that around pre-season. And obviously, they've taken it into the um, first game of the actual season. Um, but I don't mean to be a killjoy here, but I just want to say that, look, we looked really good going forward. Really, really good. Um, but I'm just a bit worried about the mentality of the team. You know, the mentality is, is like, for example, what, what I saw a similarity towards last year was when Aaron Ramsdale gave the ball away around the 35th minute and all of a sudden the whole game changed, you know? 
the whole game changed. Yeah, and I, it, I, I hear you. I mean, look, that, that's the nature of Ramsdale's game, right? You know, he, he's a really good distributor of the ball. He's going to take more risks with the ball at his feet. And more often than not, he gets it right. So that's why I'm a bit chilled about it. But I do, you know, I agree with you. There are going to be times where he makes that mistake. Yeah. It does lead to a goal-scoring opportunity or even a goal. And, of course, it, it doesn't do us any favours. And actually, Neil, I, I, I agree with the sentiment. Like... We can't get too carried away. It is as, as impressive as it is to go to Sellers Park, opening day of the season, Vieira's team, Palace are a yeah, good side. Of course, you've got, you've got to give they're, us... They're, they're no mugs. Yeah, you have to give us credit, but it was just a bit worrying that we were so dominant, so, so dominant. Honestly, you could have been 4 or 5 nil in that first 30 minutes, you know? But then and that one thing, that one thing which got the crowd going, it's like the whole mentality of the team change, you know? They got a bit yeah. wary. Do you remember last year, we'll go 1-0 up, <clears throat> and the team would kind of sit off. Even Arteta said it, like, we have to keep going. Yeah, trying to agree. Score goals. We have to keep going. And obviously, they kept, they did do that today, but the mentality where the switch is just, you know, it just clicks and all of a sudden, the team goes into a state that, oh, you know, that's, what, that's all I'm worried about, that when we do come under the cosh during the season, where we are, like, for example, Newcastle last year, Tottenham, is that is that is the mentality going to be correct? We've got the ability... Don't get me wrong. We've got probably some of the best technical players in the league, bar Man City, Liverpool. But is the mentality going to be right? You know, that's the one. Do, do, Neil, I mean, Arteta often speaks about uh, the players have to suffer at certain moments during the games. And we certainly, uh, by his description, suffer the bits of night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But what I saw tonight, which... I didn't really see a lot last year when we was, you know, so-called suffering, was I didn't see a lot of panic. It all seemed a bit of a sort of almost, it was almost a, a calmness about the suffering. Yeah. And, and I, like I say, I know this sound, it sounds weird me even fucking saying it, but I just thought we was a lot calmer, even though we was under the cosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do know what you mean. I do what you mean. Even with our pressing, like our pressing looks so much better today. I don't know if that come that came from Jesus because his pressing is just absolutely exceptional, isn't it? Like, I'm real. I'm real. Like, people feed off him, don't they? Like you can see him telling people where to go. Pointing it is. It is absolutely. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but I do appreciate the call, Neil. Thank you so much for that. I need to to move on with the speakers because. We have been going over for, for 90 minutes now, and I'm sure people in the UK uh, want to probably hit the sack. But I'm going to come to Dino and to Steve and maybe one more caller. So, uh, Dino, uh, if I could add you to the Latte Firm space, welcome. There are 100 still tuning in. Please do drop Latte Firm a follow for more content like this throughout the season. But, Dino, Arsenal have just won at Palace, mate. What did you make of the I game? I thoroughly enjoyed it, to be fair. I think looking at last season, there was such a heavy reliance on uh, Bukayo Saka. If he didn't play well, we didn't really function. But the left-hand yeah. side, Zinchenko, Martinelli, Jesus, gives us a whole other outlook. So, for me... Are you worried about Saka, though, still, on that right side and the lack of maybe options beyond him? We've had that We've had that mentioned a couple of times in court I think tonight. the issue with the right side, Ben White at right-back, we don't know what he's like going forward. So, I think that was the issue. So, Saka had to track back more. Obviously, Zaha, tricky player full of talent, full of skills. So that yeah. was one concern. But I think White handled and well and Saka backed him up. I did notice we went to a five-back when we were under the cosh. Saka played more as a right wing-back. And we yeah. went three in the middle, which I think helps. But for me, just the, the Jesus, Martinelli, Zinchenko trail on the um, left side was spot on, man. In terms of uh, Saliba, mate, obviously man of the match for Sky, 
Uh, we've talked at length about his loan move and how you know the, the sort of impact he's already had on this team. It looks like he's going to be a starter, and he's not going to be you know nudged that easily when Tommy Asu's back. And, and and what you know what would you do if you're if you're Arteta, Leicester at home? Let's say Tommy Asu's fully fit. What are you doing at the back, mate? Well, I think Tommy Asu's got to start right back. Andy Saliba's got to start. At the end of the day, you dealt with Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. If you can deal with them guys in the uh, league, on you can deal with anyone in the Premiership. If we're being honest. Oh, so you're putting a fifty million pound Ben White on the bench. He's wow. gonna have to. To be fair, to be fair though, Dino, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? And it's something that we've craved at Arsenal. Exactly, we've never we've, had. We've depth. always wanted. We've never options. had the depth. Exactly. You know, to to think we've gone from Socrates, Mustafi, Kalasinac, Lichtsteiner, you know, all, all of those players on the Yeah, yeah. yeah it, to, to where we are now, phenomenal. Here's an option for you. Ben White played defensive midfield for Brighton. Yeah, CDM, yeah, spot on. Him and Partey in the centre mid, drop Xhaka to the bench. No, temperamental oh, Xhaka really? can be. Enough, enough, of that, enough of that Xhaka bashing. But, Dino, before you go, mate, um, <laughs> how, how confident are you of a good season? I think we're going to hit top three. I think Liverpool are going to fumble. And I think they, they've they got the squads. They've got an ageing squad. Midfield's quite loose. One player gets injured, I think they're going to be uh, in trouble. So, I think we're going to hit top three. Wow, I love the optimism, my friend. Thanks a lot for joining the space, mate. Thank you very much. Do, do come, do come back uh, again and and drop Latte Firm a follow. As uh, as there are hundreds of you watching, uh, sorry, tuning in. Uh, do follow Latte Firm. Right, we're gonna have one more caller, uh, Gav. Uh, there are a lot of people waiting. Uh, I did say Steve AQ. Actually, no, we're gonna have two callers. I said Steve and one more. So let's go to Steve first. Uh, Steve, my friend, welcome. Thank you so much for waiting so patiently. Sorry it's taken so long to get to you, but your thoughts on Arsenal, man. How are you feeling about what you've Oh, seen? Good evening, everyone. Uh, happy to have the last call on this. Um, yeah, mate, great performance. Everyone's really spoken so eloquently and so beautifully about how we played and the different sort of performances of each of the players. But I'd like to focus more on the, uh, the narrative side, a bit of the soft factors. The thing is, the yep. reason why we're so forgiving with this young team is because even if they make mistakes, we know that they can get better. And the measure of how we are better as a team is if we don't make the same mistake twice. Last year, same game, Friday night, under the lights, everyone watching, you know, we bottled it. We did really badly. And then, you know, the press and the media who control a lot of the narrative of how we're perceived as a team and what's going to happen sort of in the, in the fire ground with like all of the talk sport and other sky sports conversations are going to affect how we're perceived. Yeah. And today, performances aside, we shut them up today. Like, this was so big. This was such a banana skin of a game that, like, everyone was couldn't wait for us to lose. Like, two seasons in a row, we're first game of the season, new players, and we haven't even got our best team yet. We've sent out, like, I'm not saying we're going to win the league, obviously not. Like, I'm not, but I'm saying for, like, for the top four challenge, we are now putting the fear of God into the other teams right now because this is even our best team. And we pretty much left the, the- Palace to a couple of chances and an outball from... Hakeem Anderson, which was immediately excellent every single time. But that kind of quality isn't abreast upon the league. And not everyone can do that. And we weren't at our best today. We were not at our best. There were a lot of yeah. people, Sorry. There were a lot of people, Steve, last night who said that this is an opportunity for Arsenal to lay down the marker. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm guessing, do you feel that we've done that? And I suppose the follow-up question is, what impact do you think this has mentally on, on the players who were just there just, what, a few weeks ago? beaten off the park physically and of course three nil yeah no, and then to come to sellers park today and to put in that performance and to walk away with a clean sheet with your chest out 
I mean, it must do wonders for the confidence of particularly the young No, players. completely. I, I definitely agree. Obviously, like we have to take it into context. Like, this is the first game of the season. But in terms of what it means, just by everyone watching it, I think the fact is that like, as Arsenal fans, we're going to watch our, our team play every game of the season. We're going to watch all 60 of them and we're going to love and hate every single minute of it. Unfortunately, other teams are going to watch the ones that either we play them or it's the big one that everyone else is watching. And for Arsenal, currently where we are, um, because we don't in Champions League anymore, people are only going to see us when we play them and the big games. And these, these games, when everyone's watching, when everyone can kind of change it, because we're not going to wake up on Monday morning and listen to absolute idiots harp out about how rubbish our transfer season have been and what the strategy is or what are we doing and why have we learned this player. Gary Neville and Flippin and uh, Jamie Carragher have their dick in their hands right now, calling Saliba uh, shades of Rio Ferdinand, I've heard. From last year, not knowing what the strategy was to comparing our young defender to their best ever player. Like, stuff like that, I think we need to look at that and not over-index it, but really consider about how the narrative is changing about us. And this is part of the reason why we just get left alone. And once we get left alone, teams fear us when we come to the Emirates. Emirates becomes a fortress. And then once we build upon that and we, we sort of expand our base camp from like fifth to top four, then, you know, we can move on forward. Because Arsenal Heritage is going to all the other grounds apart from the top four and beating the shit out of them. That is how we got top four for as long as we can all remember. And the best way to get back to that is to keep on doing it. And today, it just reminded me of an Arsene Wenger performance. Um, you know, just the regular box and stuff we went to. And I think that once we get that feeling back, you know, because we all feel it. We all feel that it's different. We all feel that it's like new and we all feel there's a level of trust in there. And we, we're not all... We're not all, we're not even hoodwinked. Like we've not, we, we all can't all be like, be tricked by this, you know? So I really believe in it and I'm happy that we've won today and, you know, onwards and upwards up the Arsenal. Steve, do you, do you think that the previous game had anything in the mindset of the players before they went out? Uh, yeah, do you think they, was, there, was there a point to prove there? Yeah, or? there was a point to prove. There were so many different, different micro, um, little micro sort of tests and arguments to be sort of answered in that game. Like Ben White right back versus Zaha, Saliba first game, is Jesus any good and is he impactful? You know, what is Inchenko like up front? Every question was answered. You know, Ramsdale, is he going to flap it in? Mate, like those two saves kept us in the game. That is what he's there for. Like, you know, this is a performance that we weren't even that good. We're all criticising different performances. We weren't even that good yet and we haven't got our best players yet. And this is a, a game that, we you know, we would have caveated be like our first game of the season. But guys... We, we've, we've shut them up you know and now like some people mentioned before we can sit back put our feet up and watch the rest of the league for the rest of the thing and then what get Leicester on they look like a mess we walk into that not knowing, not thinking our Leicester plucky challenges just wipe them aside we've got eight games till United to build some momentum and this was so important for that momentum and I think we can go on a good run here and obviously, we'll see how we perform against the big teams. But like I said before, Arsenal Heritage is beating, being flat trap bullies. Um, and once we get back to that, then we're in good company. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. No worries. No, no, really, really appreciate it. Great call. Look, I've said one more, Gav. So you can see all the blue dots. Uh, I'll leave it to you, mate. Pick someone and I'll invite them on. I actually can't see them, mate. <laughs> can you not? Well, uh, that's what, in that what, case, what, um, go on. I think he's gone. Actually, I was going to say hello to. Uh, oh, he's gone. One of my, oh, one of my mates, a fella called Lone Star, Lone Star Guno. He's a Arsenal American fella from Texas who listens to every single one. And I was going to say hello to him, 
as if he wanted to come and say hello back, and he's uh, he's disappeared. Don't worry. Um, well, I've just I've just spotted Kyle, a very very long-standing friend of the channel and supporter of the channel. So, Kyle, you have the pleasure of being the final caller of the host of the host of the um, <laughs> Latte Firm Specialities. We're going over for ninety minutes now. My my my, my words just being spun. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the space. Arsenal have gone to Crystal Palace and won two goals to nil. Mikel Arteta is a happy boy. We are all very, very happy boys and girls. Kyle, my man, welcome to the space. How are you feeling tonight? I mean, you can't feel any better after win, can you? Um... <laughs> what did you like about it tonight, Kyle? Um, just, I, I, I think a lot of people have um, already said pretty much everything. Um I, I was saying, I was thinking before the last call. Actually, he's the first person to mention it. Ramsdale's two saves. I was, I was stunned that no one mentioned it. That they kept, they was at such crucial parts of the game as well. Um, and we, we did mention him at the start. Oh. To be fair, you know, right earlier on in the space, but obviously we've been going for some time. Aaron Ramsdale's save, particularly against Eze, when Zaha weaved that ball through. Oh. He stayed up long on his feet you know, went to ground and made himself look big right at the last moment, which was fantastic. And yeah, a really, really big save for us at 1-0. Yeah, um, I have been in from the start, actually. So I think it's just like not many people mentioned it, maybe. Okay, fair but, enough. Um, I, I don't want to be uh, negative, but the one strange thing that I found was, especially with the like ability to have five subs, we didn't make one until the 83rd minute. Yeah, and I do have to question that a little bit, especially as the game was going against us at one point. I do feel like even just to break up the game to make us up, I feel like we could have done that. Yeah, again, I completely share that with you. I think that was mentioned a few times at the start, just about you know not necessarily the five subs, but you know we were we were really calling for substitutes from sort of sixty sixty five. One or two players looking a bit leggy. Erdegaard's name got mentioned as someone that you know maybe could have gone off, but. Yeah, you're right. You know, Mikhail made those changes quite late in the game. But we've got the job done, Kyle. Yeah. Um, you know, how does this sort of set us up for the rest of the season, mate? Because people are very, very optimistic. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a better start than last season, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, I, I did want to say as well, I don't know how you feel about this, but um, I feel like the, the way that game went, especially towards the end, um, I feel like last season, I know this is a completely new team, but last season I feel like we don't come out with the win. So I feel like that's a really uh, positive uh, note to start on, the fact that we've been up against it a little bit. And I don't, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't think at any point in the last 16 years that we would have come away with a win uh, in that second half, apart from tonight, if I'm being honest. See, I mean, we, we've seen so many. I mean, we've seen so many of the the Wenger teams that would be one up with thirty minutes to go, and we'd lose two one. I mean, we we all saw that for many, many, too many years. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was just nice. And again, that's as I've said to other other people, Cole. Did did we look panicked? Even though we was under the cost, did, was there any panic anywhere? I don't think it's possible to be panicked with Saliba at the back, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Call him a Rolls Royce, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say it as he is, of course, a Rolls Royce. Oh, um, uh, well, look, Kyle, thanks so much <laughs> for joining the space, mate, and for supporting the channel for in the way that you have over the last year. It's been really good fun. Uh, Gav, thanks a lot for being a sort of uh, co-host tonight and for everybody dialing in, for everybody calling and having their say. Uh, if you've never spoken before, please do request the mic in future. 
Um, you know, don't be shy. We don't bite. It's just uh, open, honest chat about the game. And uh, yeah, we've secured our first win away at Palace. We're top of the league. And now we can all put our feet up and watch the rest of the weekend. Until next time, take care. See you soon.